0: what's going on ladies and gents robert sykes keto and i have special guest josh perrault on today how you doing man
1: hey i'm doing great man i'm loving the weather out in arizona i just moved here
0: nice nice yeah you moved there what like last week wasn't it
1: yeah like three or four days ago i'm fresh
0: Fresh in Arizona, man. You were coming from Atlanta, right?
1: Yep, yep. Uh, pretty, pretty Uh, cloudy over there compared to over here in the 112-degree desert.
0: <laughs> Is the keto space pretty big in, in Arizona?
1: Uh, I believe it's going to be a lot more towards the keto biohacking community rather than uh, in Atlanta. There was just fried food and, you know, a lot of good souls.
0: <laughs> fried food and good souls? Yeah. I mean, the the fitness community as a whole is pretty big in Arizona. There's like a lot of like bodybuilders there. Fitness, CrossFit, I think is pretty big there.
1: Yeah, I've been looking around for a new gym and uh, I like to have like my own personal gym where you can hit the weights and uh, maybe a a session-based gym where you can go and do some like high-intensity workouts and, you know, uh, some CrossFit-ish type workouts.
0: I like it, man. So CrossFit, that's your jam?
1: Uh, I would be more of like a, like a traditional weight but on occasion, if someone tells me, Hey, we're going to go run up this mountain real fast and then lift heavy things and throw it overhead, I'll be like, okay, teach me how and I'll do it.
0: <laughs> I like it, man. You just got to grab life by the horns and go with it. Exactly. <laughs> well, we'll give the audience a little background, a little bio. What's, um, so when I met you at KetoCon, you were with the, the Peterson Farms booth, um, what, what even brought you to ketocon in the first place? What got you in this space? Kind of bring us up to date as to why we're even talking.
1: Oh, perfect. Uh, let's see. Well, I started off, uh, you know, in kind of upstate New York. And uh, when I was growing up, I'm like an Amish country, not like the city. Um, and a lot of people think New York, they think the big city. But I'm literally from a small town with a horse and buggy. And it's fantastic because, you know, you can get a lot of trouble down there and uh, get away with it. <laughs> Um, but the the portion control down there is just crazy. I mean, I I remember eating like bowls and the bowl size was like not a conventional, like small soup size bowl, but like, you know, something you would put like a salad in. And I always have like chicken and rice. We'd have pizza Fridays and wing Fridays every Friday. Um, you know, those traditional meal set days that you have in the the Western standard diet. And, uh, Mm -hmm. I was a three-season athlete, and I, I just wasn't performing to my, my ability. But when you're young, you can pretty much get away with a lot of stuff. By the time I got to college, uh, I played lacrosse in college all four years. Um, I found out, like, it, something was wrong because I was – everybody else was, like, leaner, but their bodies was, you know, they're metabolized a lot faster than I did. And I was, was like, either skinny fat or I just let myself go on, like, the winter break and just got really fat. So I never had that aesthetically pleasing body. So then I started just working out harder. And, you know, you do what most people do. is like you think you can just out-exercise your bad diet. And uh, that's when I found keto afterwards. And I leaned up my first year. I was doing like insanity workouts, all the workouts you could do uh, on keto. And this is what time frame? This was 2011 now. So I've already sped ahead to like after college, um, 2012. And uh the biggest eye opener for me after going keto was just the, the lack of like addiction I had to sugar. Like I almost had like the, the same <laughs> properties or symptoms of coming off of like, I guess would like, one would say like heroin or something like that. I remember getting cold sweats for like the first two weeks. Um, always like I had to have some kind of candida infection or something because I just remember craving sugar at one point where it was so bad. Like I ha- almost had like to run down to like, a store just to get sugar um but obviously that passed and then uh i fast forward to where i learned most of my knowledge which in australia i lived there for two years in sydney um found out a lot about like how they do their food and agriculture which made it a lot easier for me to come back and choose the right foods
0: and then uh what, the last- what brought you to australia totally just had a curiosity here uh,
1: i saw like a wave of stuff happening like social wise if you went out to uh this is right when everybody's getting smartphones and Mm -hmm. you couldn't have this kind of conversation where you just sat down and talked to somebody because someone would look at their phone or facebook just came out or it's been out for like two years everybody would look at that so the social kind of thing also the culture difference it's you know you go to europe for a vacation nobody wants to stay in europe for an extended amount of time because you always have family back here but Australia was so different, but so uh, sort of the same that it was great. And plus, they have great food, like the kangaroo. It's like just amazing meat over there.
0: That's funny. I had a client. I've had several clients that are in Australia, and uh, I would do their meal plan. They'd tell me, you know, they're eating kangaroo, and I'm like, I have no <laughs> idea what the macros are on kangaroo.
1: <laughs> it's it's much leaner, actually. It's like uh, it's like almost like turkey, because um, if you think about them, they're they're nothing but muscle you ever seen like a kangaroo mm-hmm. and uh if you put it in uh size americans kind of dislike deer because they're overpopulated especially in the east coast i know a lot of people upstate are like man if i hit another deer my family has a record of like five killed total on the road for hitting deer
0: but the same That's thing is a pretty as... good number
1: <laughs> i know right we're just the deer killers but it's you know you're out in the middle of these backwoods and you see nothing Uh, but like headlights and I guess they get scared and they, they just jump out in front of you. They go the opposite way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But fast forward everything to Peterson farms. I actually worked for Bulletproof coffee for events for a while. And uh, that was really great. And that's how I got into the the convention space. And now I'm working for a great company, uh, Peterson farms. And I mean, who doesn't like bacon, honestly?
0: (laughs) It's true, man. That's kind of like the main selling point for keto, I think. People people are on the fence and they hear they can eat bacon and then it's like, all right, they're sold.
1: Oh, uh, I mean, sometimes I go into these stores and I do demos and uh, just to like get our name out there in certain markets. So I moved Atlanta over to Arizona to start doing a little bit more of that, a lot more of social media. And it's funny because the look that someone gives you when you say, oh, this is healthy bacon, they kind of do the scoff, sit back and be like, eh, yeah, if only it were true.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what so so what um I mean, what drew to peterson farm i had had that connection go you were at bulletproof did you did you like bulletproof
1: oh i love bulletproof bulletproof was a fantastic company to work for and you know i never knew that even the conference space existed and for those of those people that are listening to your podcast i mean it's fantastic you you have a like-minded group amount like you go to these places like you get a nice hotel or not so nice. Whether you go or not, you're not going to spend much time there, anyways. Um, you go to the conference, and you meet all these like-minded individuals that you don't get to like nerd out with in most other aspects of your life. Because I think we all have, especially in the keto community, like you know, most of your friends or family either don't get it or don't want to get it. So when you finally mm-hmm. get to go and talk about ketones or talk about cholesterol or salt, or everybody's on the same page, so it's nice and Like when I went there, I don't know if you went, but we went right over to Terry's, Terry Black's. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that was like, everybody was eating nothing but steaks in front of me. And I was so happy because I was like finally in that nature.
0: (laughs) It is crazy, man. Like last year, first year of KetoCon, um, like I left and I just like freaking fired up. Like being surrounded, having that many people that are like-minded under the same roof just gets you on fire for what you're doing. And you just, any doubts that you may have had about the diet and lifestyle are just totally absolved because you know that you're on the right track. And then this year, you know, same concept, except to amplify because there's more people there. The conference was bigger and, you know, there's just more people in the space now, but yeah, you go there and you mingle with people. I mean, my family, they don't even know what I'm doing. So I go to KetoCon it's like, that's my, that's my family right there. And we're all able to, you know, connect and talk on, you know, the same subject matter. Yeah,
1: definitely. I, I feel the same way. It's definitely a great feeling to know that you don't have to justify yourself in what you're eating. Because, you know, you can go from watching somebody go over there, eat or drink like a diet soda with, you know, the three potatoes on the side and, you know, the macaroni and cheese. And then they look at us with kind of like a stare, like, oh, you're going to put that red meat, that grass-fed steak and like 10 slices of bacon in your body with our like Pellegrino water. or <laughs> I don't know if you drink sparkling <laughs> water, but it, and they look at me and like, oh oh man, you're going right, you're going right down to hell. I'm like, okay, (laughs) if that's going to be it.
0: Yeah. I think I'll stick with my steak and eggs over macaroni and cheese any day of the week.
1: Exactly.
0: So, so the, the, the Peterson farm, man, like the, the cool thing about that, first of all, you were hard not to catch at KetoCon. I mean, you were literally walking around with like the biggest smile on your face and you kept that smile oh. the entire three-day conference. Like, I don't know how you managed that. I mean, my my I was just tired, but you were smiling the whole time. And you had like this box of bacon and you were just <laughs> passing out bacon to everybody. And the cool thing about your bacon is that it's, you know, like sealed so that people can just have it. And what, what are the macros on it?
1: Uh, I believe it's uh, probably four and two, four being the fat, two being the protein. And, and not, There's no uh,
0: preservatives, preservatives, no nitrates, no hormones, none of that crap.
1: No, for that, that's like a, that's just a, a standard for us, and I think that should be a standard for everybody. The fact that we have to put that much labeling in the first place is, uh, in my opinion, ridiculous.
0: It is. It is sad that there's there's more effort into the labeling of what products don't have in them than what they do. I mean, <laughs> this is totally backwards. Like, no hormone, you know, bacon like that should be. Just the standard.
1: Now they have you seen the new ones where they have? I mean, we put it on our label too, but it's like it's just laugh worthy when they put gluten free on like a meat product, and I'm like, what? Yeah, it is. is Who's adding (laughs) wheat to meat? Yeah,
0: exactly, man. It's it's crazy. It's like that's probably like more the norm than not. You know, people adding those fillers into the meats.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I'm well versed in like how the packaging and um, what goes into a packaging and what happens when they put a certain word compared to a different word onto a package. I mean, the USDA and FDA, um, they're doing better, but I don't think we're at a point right now where we can say we're doing great.
0: (laughs) Yeah, probably not. Probably not. And I don't normally bring companies and like company representatives on the podcast to talk about their product because I just don't like that really. I just, it just seems too pushy and salesy. But with, with you, I mean, it's like a food product. Like it's, you know, that's like the whole premise of keto. Like, it's not like a supplement. It's like, okay, this is whole natural quality food. Boom, what else do you need? Um, so that's why, like, I was, I didn't bat an eye about getting you on here. Because, I mean, the more people that know about the good food options, like, people don't even read ingredient labels. Like, oh, it blows man. my mind, man. They just go to the store. They don't even look at nutrition labels, much less ingredient labels. But they, they just pick up something that looks good. And they'll they'll buy a package of meat thinking that they're doing good by getting protein in their diet. But if you turn that package over and look at the nutrition, I mean, that's key. And then you look at the ingredients and that's, I mean, that's very few people look at that. Like we do, it's just normal in our, in our kind of group to look at the ingredients, but most people don't have a clue. You know, they don't even have a a clue how to read those things.
1: And to be, to be fair against the public, I I mean, they, they shouldn't have to, you think you would want to have a, uh, I wouldn't say the government like the hippie talk like it's the man's problem that does this to us, but um, I think it's it's hard to navigate because every time you find out something is bad for you, three weeks later, you know the the companies, the bigger you know sugar lobbyists find some way of adding a different one. I mean, there's 64 different names for sugar. That's that's got to say something right there. If someone's at first thinks, oh well, it doesn't say sugar on it, but you know you have maltose, dextrose, sucrose. You have all these different sugar names now. Nobody has any idea. So, my general feel for what I tell people is like, if you can't pronounce it and it's a paragraph long, don't get it. Put it back. It's that simple.
0: Yeah, exactly. 100%. Like, if I'm, I love the labels where you look down there and it says other ingredients, none. <laughs> Those <laughs> are my favorite ones. Yeah, it's just a star
1: um, in the top right corner of the food product. I don't know why they have it yeah. up there, but it's just like beef, sea salt okay, I will get this. This is amazing.
0: Exactly, exactly. Um, I think actually on my YouTube, because you have, in Whole Foods, you'll have products too. It's in a different brand, right? Like Nature's Ranch or something like that.
1: Yeah, so what happened was over uh, a while ago, we were just in uh, Whole Foods, but then we switched over to Sprouts and Whole Foods kind of caught wind of that. So we ended up buying another company called Nature Rancher. And uh, now we have a ton of products in there. And, uh, one of my favorite is actually the steakhouse. It does have some residual mm-hmm. carbs in it, but I mean, one of those sliced on the BLT is just cause I, I don't know about you, but thick cut for me is just a game winner. It's, it's way different than it's like a full meal compared to thin.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I picked up one of the packages of the the bison, I think from nature's rancher and it was, you know, ingredients bison. You know, it's like, that's, that's the kind of stuff you're looking for. You know, people, (laughs) I mean, people don't put any importance on that, but I mean, if I'm putting something in my body, like all that added filler, I mean, that has an impact and people don't, you know, put enough importance in that, but it's, it's huge. And here lately, I've taken a keen interest towards this because I've really focused on buckling down on the quality of the food I'm eating the nutrient density, the nutrient quality, the absorption. And just, I mean, I've only been doing this for like the past three days. I've I've totally... Redone my meal plan. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing keto for four years, but I, I kind of switched my meal plan these past three days and totally, you know, took out everything that was even halfway on the fence and just put in quality, quality foods. Removed all sweeteners. Um, and like in three days, I've been able to feel a significant difference. Like I feel much cleaner. I feel much more efficient internally. And I don't know. I just put a I put a lot of importance on nutrient quality.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's why one of the big reasons why I follow you, you know, uh, keto counterculture, Jason Whitrock, you know, Goody Beats, all those guys. Um, I mean, you guys are really setting a staple in the bodybuilding world. Uh, And I mean, you guys are all just jacked. It's just ridiculous how, how uh, aesthetically pleasing you guys are. And to do that in the right way, rather than, you know, a lot of people are going and looking these magazines looking at these like commercials and it's all these guys with like eight packs and that's shredded, but they're not genuinely healthy. And I I feel like people should know that like to get to that water weight, or like, I think I I listened to a a podcast with Hugh Jackman once or an interview with him and he didn't drink water except maybe eight ounces a day for four days before he did that one last movie with X-Men. And that's not Mm -hmm. healthy. That's like, he was cramping all the time. He was saying he was at like three or 4% body fat. And, you know, I wish more people knew about keto because you could cut that weight easily and still drink your water and still not have to worry about, you know, running out the, so many risks of health.
0: Oh, yeah, man. hundred percent. Like, I think I've talked about it on one of my previous podcasts, but, you know, for me, like backstage as a natural competitor, Or just as any competitor, um, everybody's cutting water, you know, drinking eight ounces of water the entire day of the show. They're just so, so depleted. Like one guy had to walk off stage because he couldn't hit his poses. His chest was like literally seized up in a muscle cramp and spasm. And like with me, I mean, I drank a gallon of water before I stepped on stage. And that's simply because with keto, you don't have to worry about water retention because you don't have the glycogen to hold the water. So as long as your electrolytes are on point, you can do it the healthy way and not have to, you know, deplete yourself so much nutritionally and hydration wise it's just not optimal at all to do it any other way
1: yeah exactly and that that once again kudos to you guys uh you specifically as well since we're talking <laughs> uh but i mean you're doing it the right way and you're showing people there is another way especially for these contest preps because i think it's it's a hard place to get good meats good food and you know know what the good food is and i think that's what uh i like to teach people rather than just coming from a company point of view and like trying to sell product i think peterson farms overall they're just trying to like make a healthier response for people to you know not have to worry about cuz we're all whole 30 approved which is slim, similar to keto um so when someone goes and sees that label they literally just take that and run with it i have had so many people that walk up and like oh good quality food okay it has the stamp of approval i wish we all had that but now we've had like uh, organic uh you know, uh, non-GMO certified, all these different things. And basically all those are is just money in the USDA pocket. And I wish that people would know that more because, you know, you might have a smaller company that's doing vastly great things with their food products and you could grab mm-hmm. that. But people, when they don't see that on the, the label, they're like, oh, it's not organic. I can't have that. But really, it's like $30,000 that really just go to the the USDA pocket just for a little label.
0: I really want to dive into that, man, because I don't think that's very known. That's not a known fact. Um, So like the organic, for instance, Um, I actually get a lot of my meat from um, U.S. Wellness Meats. And I was talking to the guy there. They're, They're a pretty cool company, too. But they don't put the organic sticker on there for that very reason. Yet all their cows have been like grass-fed and organic since day one they just don't put that sticker on there because it's it's just not cost effective so dive into that a little bit like what what does that mean what what does having that organic sticker on there do like just unveil the like pull the curtain back a little bit on the food industry as it relates to you know meats uh you know cows dairy um any any kind of behind the scenes we can get into the where our food comes from
1: oh wow i mean that's uh, how many hours in the day do you have right now? <laughs> I could go on with hey, that. Hey,
0: man, I'm, I'm, now, a, but... I'm good.
1: <laughs> um, well, I mean, if you guys want to, uh, I would definitely check out like a documentary called Fooding. Um, that's a really great documentary about the current uh, surmise of how agriculture is produced right now. Um, U.S. Wellness Meats is absolutely one of my favorite like meat companies. I, uh, I love their ribeyes. They're just so good. Um, I missed out on paleo this year, but Peterson Farms was there, um, and I wanted them to bring me back some of those ribeyes. But organic is basically a certification for no pesticides, obviously, and they haven't used any of GMO feeds or anything like that. And um, if you think about this, you have a grain-fed cow and a grass-fed cow. Grass-fed cow is going to have a much, much, almost five times higher amounts of omega-3s compared to omega-6s, whereas a grain-fed cow is going to be a majority of omega-6s. Now, um, if you're just getting on keto or you're just trying to get into the healthy world, I would say a ribeye is still going to be a ribeye. But if you're in that top like 3% or 1% that is not looking for wellness, but they're looking for greatness, I would say a grass-fed steak goes far beyond. And what I mean is omega-3s are the, uh, the fats that help uh, even help us grow as a species into much more capable human beings and it grows our brain. Omega-3s are used for uh, anti-inflammatory. It's the same type of fat that's in fish oil. So, I mean, it helps just all the body regulate itself, um, whereas an omega-6s are what's caused for, you know, artillery plaque and, you know, the bad fats that cause more heart disease. So, it's funny when people come up and they, you know, back to the the scoffing type of situation where someone comes up and said. Oh, bacon's not healthy. I'm like, oh, bacon's very healthy for you. You just got to get a good sourced animal." I mean, if you get a factory-raised pig, you're you're getting the worst. You you imagine like a crate um as big as the pig and that's where they stay their entire, you know, existence just getting fed, you mm-hmm. know, GMO corns and GMO soy. And soy, you shouldn't eat soy either. I mean, it's just fight uh what is it? The smaller estrogen molecule that turns straight into estrogen, which is not good for uh humans or animals as well as corn which um all corn now is just made primarily for high fructose corn syrup once we had high fructose corn uh high fructose corn syrup made all the corn was dedicated towards that so like that's where that's all going and to feed lots i think it's something ridiculous number like 70 percent of the corn in america is made to feed cows now and like something crazy number of uh, how much water we expend just feeding the cows
0: it does blow my mind man like the uh i mean, you start diving into the the micronutrient content of, of meat like meat itself is just just so much more involved than meets the eye um but like omega-6 i'm glad you brought that up you know a little bit of omega-6 is good like you want some especially like the naturally occurring omega-6 um, the problem with like the polyunsaturated omega-6s is, is that people often consume them in way excess ratio compared to the omega-3. That's when it becomes inflammatory yeah. and, and negative towards the body. But, you know, if you've got a good omega ratio, usually I think one to one's like a pretty good uh, solid ratio. But, I mean, you don't get that if you're getting processed foods um, or a lot of, you know, vegetable-based, you know, fillers and all that crap, um, like the, you know, High fructose corn syrup, like you're saying, some of the oils, the polyunsaturated oils. Um, so getting the grass-fed is key. The only thing about grass-fed is it's usually leaner, you know, because it's not grain-fed, grain-finished. is not going to have that fat. And uh, that's, can, that, that's, that's why you slap a little butter on there.
1: That That's due to the butcher, though, and I think that just comes with a level of education because these butchers are going in there, and I've talked with many butchers before, and they they cut it that way because that's the, the primary focus of people. If you walk into a store, I, I'm sure you get the same kind of eye roll or kind of stare down when you go up to the butcher and he's like, "Yeah, which one would you?" Have? I was like, "I want the fattiest thing you have possible." I will, I will yeah. honestly say that to them. And the woman next to me—I think she broke her neck how fast she turned her head. She, she's like, "What are you talking about?" Like, <laughs> uh, just because I, you yeah, it's can- crazy,
0: man. It's funny. I used to cut the fat off of my steaks, and now it's like I eat all of everybody else's fat that they cut off of theirs.
1: (laughs) That's so true. That that fat, though, tastes so good. And it's a big difference. Like, you can taste the difference between a grass-fed and a grain-fed. Like, when you have a grass-fed, I I just feel like the gristle and the fat is much more juicy. It just, like, dissolves in your mouth. And you can you almost get, like, a a euphoria from tasting it while it, like, rolls around your mouth. Rather than grain-fed, it's just kind of – it's still, like, gooey, but it – it's much more chewy. It feels like it. It doesn't give that same euphoric feeling. Maybe that's just me trying to I be super healthy. I agree completely, man. <laughs>
0: no, I, I agree completely. the first time I ordered a ribeye from US Wellness Meats and I cooked it up and ate it, I bit into it and it's like it was like almost like caramely man. It was the strangest sensation, but it tasted distinctly different than any other steak I'd had. It just like like I don't know how you could describe the taste of healthy, but like it was much more flavorful. And you just knew that it was like, just like the cow made it. know, <laughs> that wasn't any added bullcrap in
1: it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's, it's a good deep, dark yellow. That's how you know it's a grass fed steak. When you find a yellow fat outer core, that's like the, the good fat. Same thing with butter. You, if you're ever at a hotel and you're sitting there and you're wondering if it's grass fed or not, you can just do like the, the color test and the, that'll pretty much tell mm-hmm. you. If it's like a deep, dark, dark yellow, that is a hundred percent grass fed, and you're gonna get omega threes, butyric acid. I mean, the list goes on and on of like just the healthy benefits from eating butter. And a fact as there's like studies done from countries worldwide, and the studies that show uh, that have the highest amount of butter consumption have the least likelihood of cardiovascular disease. And ours actually dropped from I think the early uh, '30s or '60s when we had the heart attack from uh, Eisenhower, and that kind of put us onto the whole, Mm -hmm. like, what's causing heart attacks? Because humans didn't have heart attacks like 100 or 200 years ago. This is all new because of the industrialization of our food products. And uh, since we dropped our butter consumption uh, for the last, like, 50 or 60 years, now you can look around, and I'm pretty sure you have this in your family, too. You have at least three or four people either suffering from, you know, some kind of chronic disease.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like I was I was listening to an audio book the other day. I forget which one it was, The Obesity Code, I think. Um, but they were kind of like, they put everything on a timeline in like U.S. history, you know, compared to, you know, other other countries. And it kind of like how the ebbs and flows of like, you know, dairy consumption, fat consumption affected things. And, you know, when, when margarine really started gaining prominence, everybody's health just started thinking. um it's funny it's just so hypocritical you know like they're doing all the stuff and marketing as healthy margin and then everybody's health just starts to decline
1: oh and then they came out with the whole low fat craze like now not only are they taking what used to be healthy and transforming it into like its ugly stepford sister type of food but now they're taking what little that had nutritional value in it and then totally removing that i mean some of these whey proteins, I don't know if you were a big whey protein guy growing up, but I sure was. And, you know, you always had to get that extra protein in, uh, and after or before a workout, you know, just to, you know, utilize the most of your muscle tear. And that was like the whole, you know, lacrosse mindset or uh sports athlete kind of mindset. You need extra protein. Oh plus. yeah,
0: man. Me too. I <laughs> did the same thing.
1: But most of that's just skimmed off the top. If you're, protein smells cheesy that it's because it's made from a byproduct of a cheese company so these whey companies like especially the cheaper ones buy the cheese product like offspring like the stuff like the, just the casein at top and that's why you see so many dudes eating all this protein or women uh and when they have like kind of a belly it's because it's just straight inflammation because they're not eating the right foods
0: 100 man like the um i used to get that like six star muscle. Or Body Fortress Protein oh, from Walmart. No. And it's like the bottom of the barrel, man.
1: <laughs> You're just going straight for macro not for yet. you.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't have a clue, man. I didn't know what the heck I was doing when I first started. But, yeah, you fall into the whole mindset of you got to have your post-workout protein shake. And it just tastes nasty. I mean, yeah, definitely not optimal. Now, I, I wait a few hours if I'm not hungry. And then when I do eat, it's a big slab of meat or egg or something like that.
1: Yeah, that's my, my new staple is kielbasa. I was not privy to this amazing, uh, succulent, just awesome piece of food. I've, I've never had it before until recently when I joined Peterson Farms. And uh, kielbasa is just amazing.
0: Sausage in general, man. I love recommending sausage for, you know, people hitting their macros. Um, because for one, I mean, the fat ratio is almost always higher than the protein, if the protein's higher, then it's probably not made right. But the fat ratio is higher, so it makes it easier to stay ketogenic. And then, I mean, if you get, like, obviously, you don't want to go for the ones that have all the nitrates and added, you know, sugars and dextrose and whatnot. But if you get a quality kibasa sausage, um, I mean, it just makes manipulating your macros a breeze. Like, you can weigh off. I mean, they're already cooked, pre-cooked already, um, so you can, like, take it with you. You don't have to worry about cooking it. You can cut the, the appropriate amount to hit the macros it's easy it's convenient it's not messy I and mean, it's just like the ideal you know simplicity simplicity um, hack for keto foods
1: yeah exactly and I, I think a lot of people uh consider cows much different than pigs and i, and I always want to like correct them um you have the most majority of centurions in japan and the f- most food that they eat the most common meat that they eat is pork actually they eat as much pork as they do both chicken and beef. And they're the ones that right now, as of now, fact are living the longest. So it, ha- it has to go down to what you're feeding the pigs, how you're raising the pigs, if they're in a pasture. I mean, if you really want an eye opener, uh, if people are going to go get like the best foods possible, you need to watch out for the the tricky words. And the tricky words are cage free, uh, free range. Um, open range, natural, these are all just advertisements that I think we kind of mentioned before. If people really want to know what's in it, just turn the package around and then look at the ingredients. I mean, that's that's the key and that's kind of what I like about eating the best things because you start to get better with nutrition label science. Uh, and you just turn the uh, package around, look at the ingredients. If it has like a laundry list of things once again and then it, sodium phosphates and Nitrites, um, that's just not a good thing to have. So, uh, hopefully that (laughs) helps people. Is like next time you go to, uh, a grocery mart, it has to be 100% grass fed because 100% means that they were grass finished. Um, because legally they can put grass fed on a package if it's 325 days out of the year that they're fed grass. And then the last 45 days, they're stuffed back into a factory, um, pump full of hormones and, you know, fed the wrong thing, they fatten them up before they, they kill them, um, and they lose up to 80% of that nutrition, so like the omega-3s, back to what we were talking about before, to omega-6s are changed uh, drastically in that last month. So it, And it's pretty terrible for the animal too, they live this long-lasting life in the field, and it's you know, they shoved right back into a factory right before.
0: Man, it's not cool. Not cool at all. I- Tell you what, man, I I want to, I'm curious here. Imagine, this is going to take some, some, uh, imagination skills here. Um, imagine you are a pig. Okay. (laughs) Take me through your life at Peterson's Farms.
1: All right. So Peterson's, you're going to wake up beautiful, sunshiny day. Um, you could either stay outside or it's like an open barn door policy. So they have cover as well. Um, you rock up, there's feed already provided there. You know, they can roam around as much as they want, you know, kiss the piggy wife and the piggy little kids, you know. <laughs> they, <laughs> they 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 get to, you know, look up at the sun and, you know, take all the vitamin D for themselves, eat what they want, forage a little bit, um, and that's just, you know, their daily life. Um, now right before when they're killed, then they're taken to um you know, out to pasture, and that's when they're you are killed humanely, rather than you know. Um, if I want to do like the the Donnie Darko kind of reverse look, it would be you know them waking up in a cold slab cement floor with like all these other people that they can't even talk to next to them. Um, you got kind of like almost like a horse muzzle around you, where that's what you're going to be eating. You don't have a choice in the matter. That's it. And uh, I won't go into the nitty gritty of how they kill them, but it's definitely uh, more of like an assembly line procedure. And that's uh, not good because I I don't think there's any studies on this uh, yet, but I think higher cortisol levels in pigs or cows can also stress out the meat. I think that's why hunters get so precise with their accuracy.
0: Oh, 100%, man, 100%. I'm, I'm a big deer hunter. And like if I shoot a deer and I don't get a good shot on them, And they run for a little while. That cortisol is elevated, everything's elevated. The meat tastes much, much worse than if it had been like a clean shot to the head or something like that. And they die instantly.
1: Yeah, and that that's just crazy. And and speaking of like, you know, deer hunting or hunting in general, that's how we were as cavemen or, you know, four hundred thousand years ago, how we hunted. So when people get grass-fed, I only think that's second grade. First grade is if you have a friend that's hunting. I would, I would be, I would befriend that guy real fast because <laughs> he he's gonna get the best meat possible. So if you have an extra, uh, I I almost thought about you know finding a hunter and just asking him for all this meat and getting just uh, a fridge dedicated to that meat that he brings back because wild hunted meat is the by far most nutritious thing you can get uh, of meat quality.
0: Yeah, man, I, I love hunting I mean, people, people kind of turn their their nose up to hunters, which is sad because I mean, I mean, hunting's been around a lot longer than anybody that's living and breathing today. Um, and if you do so humanely and you respect the animal, which, which I do and which I, you know, obviously encourage, it's like, there's nothing disrespectful about that at all. It's, it's admirable, you know, it's a circle of life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think what people are getting at is they're hearing like the mass hysteria about. You know, the sustainability of fishing communities and the sustainability of like certain animals, but the animals that are, they don't, they don't regard the rules and regulations. And I've had a hunter friend before, and you guys go through a ton of stuff, a lot of loopholes, a lot of like lots and lotteries that you have to go through just to even go hunt the the specific thing that you want to do in a specific area. Uh, designated within that county, and it's just crazy that people think that this is just an informal kind of thing where one day you're sitting on the couch and you see a movie with Jason Statham, and you're like, you know what? I feel like killing something today, and just walking out to like some random like acre and just shoot something. It's it's much more complicated than that.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent, man. Like I don't know, like my first passion before getting into like health and fitness and nutrition was like Native American history, as strange as that may sound, and like. I would just read books and books and books as a kid about how like people would hunt, you know, and they would like respect and pay homage to the, you know, the, the animals that they've killed. You know, they've used every single part of that animal. And you, you go back to that kind of lifestyle. And that's, that's where I think the real respect comes. Like these people, like the, the Plains Indians, for instance, like the Lakota, the Sioux, the Comanche, you know, they would kill buffalo. But I mean, they would literally use every single you know, morsel of that animal for shelter, food, nutrition. And I mean, they respect it. they worship them practically like that's, I'm not saying you got to worship, worship the pigs you eat by, by any means, but I mean, respect the food that you're eating and, you know, pay, pay right by the animal and, and pay right by your own body by putting the right quality food in there.
1: Yeah. I was actually funny that you mentioned the native Americans and, uh, especially Buffalo. I was listening to, uh, Mark Hyman's podcast, and uh, they were talking about that and how, you know, with wild animals and the way we hunted back in the day, it, it's the most sustainable form of food that we can have. It's only when we go into factory farming animals is that, you know, we get all this extra methane in the, uh, the ozone. And it's, you know, basically depleting our water sources. And, you know, in return, it's also making us sick. So I think individualized care and knowing what to put in your body is one of the biggest things that you can do going back to like the most wild pasture raised animals that you can get. And you will feel 10 times better, a hundred times better if you just do it. And a lot of people understand that it's going to cost extra, but then they go to the market and they're like, wow, I used to buy this sausage that had no label and was cured and, you had no idea what was in ingredients it's just like the regular like shelf stuff and then you get like something from a better company and you you know you read it it's uncured no nitrites no nitrates no gluten no lactose no sugar and it's just straight great meat and what i tell those people is that you're you're paying more up front now so you don't have to pay up front later at the doctors it's it's a big transverse
0: yeah, yeah. And I mean, a lot of people, like I made a video the other day about uh, like my new meal plan and, and uh, you know, I got everything from like Whole Foods and paid top dollar for it, yada, yada, yada. Because I, I can afford to do that. Like I want to put the best quality stuff in my body. You know, people will oftentimes use that as an excuse to not even do keto in the first place, which is sad. I mean, the worst quality keto foods are still probably better than the best quality carb-based foods. Uh, exactly. So I would hate like to see that be like a roadblock for people. But I mean- I'm not telling everybody they have to eat like organic grass fed, you know, yada, yada, yada. I mean, eat what you can afford the best you can afford, but put a priority on that. Like a lot of people that say they can't afford that grass fed, you know, beef are also the same people that are walking out of the store with a 60 inch flat screen TV. You know, It's (laughs) like, you know, what are your priorities?
1: Yeah, I I fully agree. It's the same kind of cart that I see roll by. And I, I get, I struck up a conversation with them and, you know, the same people that have the, the graham crackers, the Skittles, the, you know, the 30 pounds of food that they, they go in the middle of the store for. And I don't know if you follow this rule, but I do the perimeter walk uh, around a food store and uh, I see all this extra stuff in there. I'm like, you, instead of buying the, you know, the 300 gram sugar cereals per bowl, why don't you get, you know, upgrade your meat or do something like that? But like, you're right. I mean, if people aren't going to Whole Foods or, you know, Sprouts or things like that, it doesn't uh really matter in the sense of if you're trying to lose that first initial like 50 or 40 pounds, I mean, go do a, you know, bunless burger from in and out. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not, it's you not gotta start somewhere. Get
0: some momentum going.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the fat burning potential will happen. A lot. I'd rather you have fat burning potential with, you know any type of meat and you know higher fat quality rather than staying in that zone of just always depending on glucose and carbs
0: yeah for sure Spe- speaking of it and out do you know of any like fast food chain like what the the meat quality is like in the beef that they use like is is one better than the other or are they all about the same
1: i would say the bigger they are the the better the quality as in like for um sanitization of the actual property because they have to follow a certain guidelines passed down by the corporation. But as you get bigger, you also get less quality meat because they have to churn out more. So something like McDonald's, I, have, I haven't gone to a McDonald's and I can't tell you how long, and this is not to like say anything, uh, too terrible about them, but I, I just wouldn't recommend going to there. Um, but in and out, I would say just because they actually have like a school for in and out where these, you know, employees have to go and learn how to like wrap it. And I feel there's more people at In-N-Out and less machinery because they still do it all by hand and they all wrap Mm -hmm. it. They all do this. They all fry it one at a time rather than, um, machine based only.
0: Speaking of like machines and processing, processing, um, what's like a lot of people don't know, Um, kind of the the process that, that happens when the, when the animal's harvested and it goes through the factory and the facilities, um, kind of the cleanliness there. A lot of companies, like a lot of people tell you not to eat raw meat. And the reason you don't eat raw meat is simply because they'll, you know, they'll grind up a whole bunch of chicken, for instance, and then they won't even clean the equipment before they put in like beef or pork. So that first batch of chicken is staying in there for quite some time you know, gaining bacteria before they even clean it. And that's kind of where, you know, salmonella comes up and kind of where these sicknesses and bacteria come from. But yeah. I mean, you could eat raw meat if it's like harvested fresh and used with, you know, you know, clean cutting equipment, clean equipment. So what's, um, what, what's the, what's the processing stages look like at Peterson?
1: Well, Peterson's, you, you get the pig first and then obviously, um, it's slaughtered, it's, taken to another warehouse where they hang like the different parts. So it's cut up for the big slabs of meat that you can see at like Flintstones. So, you know, and like Mm -hmm. they roll up to the drive through that big slabs. So they cut basically the pig in those big slabs. And then you're going to take it through a a smoking process. Now, this is key because a lot of companies, uh, especially bacon companies, are using liquid smoke, which is uh, like 10 times more carcinogenic than uh, basically liquefied cigarette smoke from the air. So if you were in a group full of people that were just smoking in a car, you took all that and you like then put that in your food. That's the equivalency of what you're trying to put in your food. So you have to smoke it properly. And smoking it properly is like, you know, you let it hang down um, above like the floor, obviously where it's not touching and then have like all these smoking um, mechanisms come out and it rolls around and then you also add chips in. So that's where you like uh, you get the applewood and you get the um, other like hickory type smoke meat so when you roll it around mm-hmm. in those like big smoking chambers the big like pieces of slabs of meat you have those chips in there and those chips if they're done right they're roasted first and that's where you get all like the actual um, senses and the essence from it now if you ever have something that says natural flavors added to it or essences or like spices even that's just a clause for those companies to be able to put like crazy amounts of additives in there and not have to list what it is because it's deemed a natural flavor. Whereas in Peterson's, they go through and actually use the actual wood chips. And I've been to the processing plant. It's just amazing to actually see it like amazingly come out like this beautiful piece of bacon right there. Um, I recently went right before KetoCon and after the smoking procedure is all done, you know, you're walking into this warehouse and you kind of see all these slabs of meat hanging and you got to put like the hairnets on the gloves and the beard net, even if you have like a little stubble um, and you walk in and it just smells amazing. And I was like, can I just take all this and cook it right now? <laughs> uh, and then they take me to the next room and they finally cut it up into small pieces. So they have kind of like a, a rotary that's going down and you can cut it up. So when I was there, uh, the steakhouse that I mentioned previously, I was like, you know what, can we, can we cut some steakhouse? And at the time they were doing thin cut. So they cut it. They, push some buttons on the machine and it like reformulates the machine and how it cuts. So it can measure how much fat it is in it and what's the, the inches that they want to cut it in. So they made like the fattiest steakhouse, like quarter inch thick bacon. And we cooked that up. Um, and it was delicious.
0: (laughs) Oh man. I need to take a tour there.
1: Yeah. I would highly recommend it. I'm sure that after this and it goes, uh, live, uh, if you reach back out, I'll get, uh, Neil Dudley, who is the VP. um, To give you a little, you know, sponsor get together.
0: (laughs) I actually just got uh, the package that y'all sent today, man. I opened it up a minute ago.
1: Really? What's in it?
0: Yeah. Uh, It had like all the bacon, had the uncured bacon, had some of the breakfast sausage, the kielbasa sausage, of course. Um, So yeah, I've got that thawing right now and I'm going to be chowing down on some of that. Oh, speaking of, how do you like ship and distribute this? Like if somebody wants to get, um, you know, your... Uh, Peterson farm brand meats. what's like the whole shipping process could y'all put it on dry ice is it like all flash frozen how's that work
1: yeah it's it's not flash frozen but it's put on dry ice and it's also shipped uh, expedited shipping so it gets there as fast as it can so if you ever do uh, get Peterson farms package or any package like US wellness or push box or anything like that you just need to make sure you're home on that day so you can get it as fast as possible um, because dry ice is a very tricky thing to handle um but the dry ice definitely keeps it cool as long as you don't keep it out for like over 24 hours you'll be good
0: mhm yeah i mean everything was frozen solid when i got it
1: perfect i mean that's <laughs> that's the best customer view ever yeah you, you want that because as soon as it starts getting less than 300 or what is it no 145 i think it is that's when bacteria starts growing so the, the fact that mm-hmm. it's frozen we're doing our job right and i like that
0: good good um well sweet man we've we've totally gone down the rabbit hole of of meat processing and meat consumption and all things meat pretty much but i think this is good because it kind of is right in line with where i've been kind of focusing lately on like the nutrient density and the quality of your foods and i don't know i think peterson farms got it right um and people can order they can just order it right like it it ships y'all ship to everybody in the states
1: yeah if you go to simple grocer Uh, That's our kind of Amazon store online. You can get all of our products there. Um, I recommend the no sugar, um, non-GMO cut up pieces of bacon. You can just uh, grab a handful of that on the go and just eat that. Or if you guys are entrepreneurs and you got to like travel, um, one of the highlights uh, for me is that first off bacon that we mentioned, which is just already sealed, two slices of bacon ready to go. I have at least two or three of those anytime I travel on a plane beef jerky these days is too hard and you know ruins my teeth as well as nowadays most beef jerky is either a not the quality that i want or b has some type of like date or cranberry sauce in it and i just sugar sugar for me especially in the keto world
0: <laughs> yeah no i agree how, how does the the bacon stay good like just in that sealed package not being in the refrigerator
1: you gotta it's just air- cause it
0: smoke so much
1: yeah, smoked and airtight. You got to make sure that 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 sucker is not going to open, and that's why I like some sometimes you just got to make sure that you check all the quality control. And Peterson's is just second to none. We have a ton of different people out there giving us feedback on the field and making sure that if there is a time what batch it was or anything like that, that that's the reason why we need to just keep that. And I'd rather have something that um is sealed that way rather than with the preservatives and things like that because if you smoke it right and you you give the best product you're not going to have to worry about the rest
0: yeah no i agree for sure it's um again man it's kind of crazy like i like i said i don't really bring you know companies on here so much to talk about the product because i don't like promoting a whole bunch of supplements in yeah. the keto diet because i mean it's, it's not really about supplements but again like meat, I mean, especially like the carnivore craze. I mean, everybody wants to know about meat, meat quality, meat nutrient density. And I was really impressed with like the quality you all brought to the table. And it's cool to be able to have these companies like yours coming up, you know, like US Wellness Meats, Butcher Box, you know, any of these companies that bring the food, you know, not not a supplement, but like actually bring the food to the forefront is is where it's at. And that I'll hap- happily you know, promote that and spread the word because that's what's going to be, you know, the catapulting factor to getting people the right nourishment to, you know, actually make progress with this ketogenic diet and, you know, live longer.
1: Oh, thanks, man. I mean, that means a lot. It's just always good to go natural food first. And for most people, natural food is, it should just be always grass fed. I mean, if you go to Europe, everything is grass fed. Everything has no nitrites or nitrates. And everything's uncured and nothing's going to have like added lactose or gluten to it or sugar. And it's just because Americans have a sweeter palate that we're getting all these other foods. And yes, there's keto supplements out there, but I think we can both agree that the the whole foods and the meats and the good fish, and those are the, the real winners every day. And uh, I mean, places like KetoCon really showed it because you can only ingest so many supplements in two days or three days at a convention. Until you're like, you know what, (laughs) I need to start eating uh, some more of this like just regular food. Even though I got to say, your guys' keto brick like had me going. I think I had one of those taster bites and I was fueled, I think that's why I was so happy and I was smiling all the time. I think it was the keto brick.
0: (laughs) Oh man, that's that's a nice little uh, (laughs) unintentional shameless plug there.
1: Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah,
0: the keto brick, I mean, I don't know, I I put an emphasis on whole food, and there's like a vegetable-based protein powder in there, but I mean, it's pretty much whole ingredients. There's not a bunch of crap in there, which, you know, kind of carries over to what we were saying earlier. I mean, focusing on quality and nutrient density is absolutely paramount, in my opinion.
1: And just the simplicity of a meal. I mean, people think they have to be Gordon Ramsay at home, like trying to... Souffle something and throw like a bit of extra of like a flame boils up off the pot. No, you don't need that special trickery. I mean, a basic meal for like your whole family could make it simple, just like grass-fed beef, like ground or regular steaks, cut up with eggs, uh, two to three eggs on each plate, and like a side of broccoli. I mean, simple. Or like if you're trying to hundred percent, if you're trying to go full keto, uh, I mean, add a little bit more butter on there, or like. Use some avocado oil or uh, you know olive oil on that on salad, and make a gigantic. I call it like a a bomb salad where it's just like a fat bomb salad. And you have like a ton of fats in there, and like chia seeds and nuts on top with like spinach, um, and then you have like the meat. Like it could be really fatty steak or salmon, wild caught. If you're if you don't can't get wild caught, I like uh, wild planet type sardines. Or I even had some on oh yeah, I love today. The- i mean it's just
0: you like anchovies
1: i love anchovies
0: i do too man a lot of people they, they just they're scared of them i guess i actually had a client that i'm prepping for a show coming up right now and i have her taking anchovies in uh like the day before her show kind of like to increase her salt and she had never had them before and now she's like oh i love these things i can't believe i've never tried them <laughs> but i mean anchovies are amazing man
1: well people don't know the smaller the fish um the better it is for mercury So those people that are trying Mm -hmm. to get like the swordfish and the big game fish, those are actually longer living and much bigger. So they uh, absorb more mercury in the oceans and all whatever else Mm -hmm. they might eat, like plastics and things like that. And that'll be far less better for you than say something like a small fish would like an anchovy or sardines or mackerel. Those are the highest nutrition uh, as well as highest amount of omega-3s too. And let me tell you, man. Once you start getting on this omega-3 kick, like I feel like my brain just grows. I, I can honestly feel the difference between after a week of eating grain-fed or not wild-caught, not sustainable kind of fish to the grass-fed, adding like, the extra fatty fish in there. I feel like I'm just on cloud nine and that I can just keep rolling with the punches rather than I'm not safeguarded with that other food.
0: No, man, I agree. I mean, like I said, I, I could feel like a noticeable difference after three days of just totally removing all the crap from my diet. And like I said, I've always eaten clean. I've always eaten, you know, keto and whatnot. But, you know, really, really taking it to the next level these past three days, I've been able to tell a difference.
1: I'm glad. And, For uh, sure. It, it, makes a, it makes just the world a better place too because these, these cows that you get that are grass-fed and the fish that you get that are wild-caught and sustainable, you're you're putting a practice towards the right type of companies, the companies that want to make America better again, agriculturally speaking, um, rather than contributing to the people that are making mass profit of making people sick. And I, I I just I hate seeing that when people walk in, and I I think people know when they meet me if I ever see you eating something, I kind of make kind of look at you, but I I've tried to like dull it down nowadays. Because you know it's their life, let them do that. And if they ask for my opinion, I'll give it. But so many times, you know, you try to reach out to your family and be like, why? Why are you eating these other things when you know this is gonna help you out so much better and also help our uh you know everlasting sustainability for America.
0: I agree, man. I mean, just simply like the you know, holistic approach to it all, eating quality food from quality places. And I mean I'm right there with you. Like I want people to eat, you know. Keto and, and good foods, and you, you can't you can't force it on anybody. You got to just kind of lead by example and let them, you know, ask questions. And if they ask questions, take an interest, you know, answer them and be a light if you can. But yeah, you can't ever force anything on anybody. So just lead by example and do so the best way you can. Absolutely. Well, cool, man. um Where can people go to find out more about you and Peterson Farm and hit the ground running right there if they want to move forward and get some good quality meat?
1: Absolutely. Uh, You can go to PetersonFarms.com. We have a website called Simple Grocer. Uh, You can get all the food there if you want to have it shipped, which is, I think, everybody's preferal. I recommend, once again, the non-GMO bacon. That's like my staple, uh, as well as the no-sugar kielbasa. You can find us in Sprouts. You can also go to Whole Foods, which we're under a different name called Nature Rancher. I would try to Steakhouse there. And then you can find me Instagram J. B as boy, Peralt, P-E-R-R-A-U-L-T. And uh, I'll be doing a lot more social media for Peterson. So definitely follow us on Instagram as well. We have a lot of exciting new live uh, live Insta coverage coming up soon.
0: Very cool, man. Very cool. I'm excited for you. I got a good vibe from the company and people behind it. And um, yeah, I'm excited for this food to thaw so I can start chowing down on it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me know how it goes. And uh, good luck to you, man.
0: I appreciate it, brother. Take care, Josh.